Hello and welcome to Crofting Matters, topical discussions for crofting throughout the year. Autumn livestock sales are in full flow in the Crofting Counties, so this month I'm asking Sarah Balfour, a livestock specialist with SAC, and John Willie Gillis, a crofter from Razzie, their thoughts on how to obtain the best results. Hello Sarah. Hi Siobhan. Can you tell me what's currently happening with the beef and sheep markets? Okay, so we'll start with the the beef markets. And as you know, it's a pretty challenging time in the industry just now. Increasing costs, increasing input costs. Um, We're hearing about this all the time. Increases in in feed and fuel and fertiliser. They're all putting pressure on farming businesses and crofters just now, you know, as we head towards winter. So what we're seeing just now um, with the store sales that store cattle are a good trade. Um, there's a good strong trade for the heavier continental types, those um, which have got a bit of shape to them. They're selling well. They're seeing the best of the trade. Typically, at this time of year, we see a lot of wean calves on the market. Wean calves, they're not suited to everyone's system. They're not suited to, you know, to all buyers. So they might see slightly less of a trade because they have a longer keep for the next man. And again, the lighter calves, the sort of longer term keep calves, there's slightly less demand for them just now. And that all just goes back to pressures on feed costs and whatnot as we move into the winter. Cull cows, they still remain a good trade. They're at record highs. Uh, and that really goes back to the demand for cheaper processing beef. So your mints, which is what cull cows give us. And that's all down to consumers counting the pennies and cost of living crisis. Again, it's a busy time and there's a lot of sheep sales happening across the country. There's a lot of store lambs being sold. And at this time of year, we tend to sort of see a real mix of the types of lambs that are being sold. So there's there's the smaller hill types that are now coming through the market. But store lambs are, you know, they're making good money. They're, they're a good trade. Again, there's a lot of cows being traded at this time of year, which is typical. When uh, crofters and farmers, uh, they look to sell their, their cows, their feeders. And again, that's to sort of ease grazing pressure and uh, just to ease up on stock before um, before tupping and whatnot. Given all that, for anybody who's new to crofting, when's the right time for them to sell stock? The magic question. <laughs> it entirely depends on every farm situation and every croft situation, I would say, because what's right for you is not going to be um, the right time for your neighbour to sell, for example. A good thing to do would be to speak to the auctioneer, ask the auctioneer what's currently happening in the market, try and follow market trends. As I said earlier, sort of this time of year, October, it's a traditional time for the store sheep sales, the store cattle sales, the weaned calves. Get in touch with the auctioneer, find out what's coming through the ring currently and what buyers are looking for. And I suppose a key message for this year, don't carry passengers um, through into the winter. So for anyone that's got cows, they should be getting them PD'd and, uh, and cows which are empty, get them off down the road. And again, sort of thinner yows, you probably don't want to put them to the top this year because they're the ones that are likely to give you problems as we head into the winter. Again, for anyone new and they're selling sheep for the first time, they're selling their lambs for the first time, what's the difference between fat lambs and store lambs? How do people know which market they're going for and what it is that they've got? So a store lamb is one which is not finished, so it's not fully fat. It's still got growing to do. It needs to put on more weight. Whereas a fat lamb is a lamb that we would say is at sort of its peak optimum condition. 
there's different weights and there's different standards, there's different spec, different classification within the fat lambs. So you have your sort of your lighter weight lambs, you have your standard weight lambs, uh, medium weight, which can be sort of 39 uh, to 45 kilos. And then you have your heavier lambs, which tend to be sort of 45 kilos plus. And, and your light lambs, could, you know, they could be as light as 25 kilos. It comes down to really getting the right fat cover on the lamb, which, you know, you could sell heavy lambs as fat lambs, but they don't have the right cover. They've got poor cover. Um, so although they weigh quite heavily, they're maybe not as fat or as in good condition as they could be. What are the buyers who are standing around the ring looking for? What the buyers look for, it varies depending on the time of year. So when we're thinking about, about lamb and about sheep Muslim festivals, they actually have quite an impact on demand and also the type of animal that's required at that time of year. Um, so that will have a bearing on what buyers look for. Basically, different buyers want different things. So, for example, a buyer stood around the ring um, who's looking to buy for a retailer. He'll want a different weight and a different spec of fat lamb compared to the man that stood there buying for the, the export market. And again, it's similar um, with the cattle. Different buyers look for different things. Um, so at store sales, you, you will often have um, other farmers, other crofters there that look for, for heifers for breeding replacements. And then you'll have your guys that are looking to buy cattle for their finishing enterprises and they, they'll want different types of cattle again. And how important is presentation of your stock as they go through the ring? Presentations uh, is really important. So uh, on sale day, farmers and crofters, you know, they take pride when they take their stock to the mart. They're, they're proud of, of, you know, what they've produced. Um, you'll often find that calves have been, you know, they've been clipped. You don't often see dirty animals. Basically, um, you you know, from, from a selling point of view, you want to make your animals look as good as you can to sort of get the best price. You don't want to see sort of dirty, dirty lambs and, you know, skittery back ends. It can be quite off-putting and quite distracting in a batch of lambs as well if you've got one or two that, that are, you know, that are lame or that are really dirty compared to the, to the others. So, you know, you want animals to, to look as good as you can to try and get the best price. And I would say as well to sort of go easy with the, the spray marker with when, you know, when batching lambs or, or marking out specific ones, you know, a small dot really is all that's needed. You mentioned batching there. Can you explain what batching is and how do you go about it? So batching is um, how stock are sold in the ring. So that's up to the farmer or crofter to sort of decide um, how he wants his stock to be sold. You can, of course, get help with mark staff on the day if you're unsure um, of how you want to go about it. So, for example, for store cattle and wean calves, they're, they're batched usually by age, um, by breed. So you would sell a batch of Lummy calves or a, a batch of Charlie Cross calves. Um, your bullocks are sold separately from your from your heifers. Um, and then again, at calf sales, uh, they're weighed in the weigh bridge before they go into the ring. So they're, they're batched again by, by weight. With store lambs, when, when it comes to batching, it's a similar sort of process. Um, lambs tend to be batched again by breed, so you would sell your black-faced lambs separately from your from your cheviot lambs. When folk tend to batch their store lambs, they tend to draw out their, their biggest, their best lambs first, which is their first draw, their top draw lambs. They tend to go into the, the ring first, followed by their, their second draw, so the lambs that are maybe slightly smaller. Again, sometimes yow lambs are picked out separately to be sold. 
So for any crofter or any farmer who's unsure about batching um, or wants a bit of help with, with how to batch their stock, they can always speak to the auctioneer on sale day. Should calves be sold as weaned or store? How should you decide at which time to sell them? Again, this comes down to what suits um, your farm or your crofting system. And it, it really does comes down to the individual. So weaned calves, they're usually less than a year old. They can be as young sometimes as three or four months. They tend to be, you know, just straight off their mothers. Um, and these type of calves, as I mentioned earlier, they're not suited to all types of buyers um, that may be stewed around the ring. Your store calves tend to be slightly older and are already weaned. And it, again, it, it goes down to really what, you know, what suits your system. It might not be possible for crofters or farmers to, you know, to keep, uh, their wean calves through the winter to sell as stores in the springtime because of space, because of feed. But I would I would say that for the smaller calves, your lesser calves, if you have got the space and you, and you maybe do have homegrown feed at home, it might be worth um, just taking these smaller, you know, these smaller, lighter tail end calves through through the winter. Um, just give them that bit of extra feed and get a bit of extra weight on them for selling in the springtime especially those calves that are very young, the sort of three, four-month-old calves, they're, they're not carrying a lot of weight. And with the way that sales are going just now, those calves, for the next man buying them, it's, it's a long keep for them. And as I said, there's the pressures of, of the input costs. Again, if you're not sure if you should be selling your calves as weaned or, or store, then it's a good idea to you know pick up the phone to the auctioneer, get them to come out to see your cattle, um, and he'll give you a good idea of, you know, what the market need is for the type of cattle that you've got. Again, I would say if you're thinking of selling wean calves, it's a good idea just to have introduced creep just a wee while before you you know before you sell them, so that when they go to the next home, they're accustomed to to getting that little bit of feed, and it just helps with their whole transition, um, and helps with diet transition, helps them settle into their their new surroundings because they can they can be quite young calves, and it's it can be quite a big a big knock for them to take a big check you know, from them being being sold, taken off their mothers and, and then sent to a new farm. Yeah, that's right. There's quite a high risk of pneumonia and things like that as well, isn't there? Yeah, there can be quite a high risk with, with any any class of calf going through the through the mark with pneumonias, um, especially if the calves are then bought by different buyers and they're mixed with different batches and whatnot. Much depends on how much feed you've got. So if you've got matter ground and you can keep them over winter and dry and you've got whole crop that you can feed it's great but if you're having to put them in a shed or buy in feed then that's a a whole different financial matter. Sarah anything else that people should be aware of? So yeah there's a few other things that crofters and and farmers should be thinking about when taking stock to the mark. Um, So if their stock's been vaccinated, um, recently wormed, had any antibiotic treatment they may be under a withdrawal period, so that will need to be announced at the time of sale. For cattle, a key thing is to make sure that your BVD status is up to date. So only animals from a BVD negative herd or animals individually tested negative are allowed to move from your holding and be sold through the mart. So just make sure that your BVD status um, is up to date and you've carried out the necessary testing. Again, if you're unsure about this, you can check what your herd BVD status is using Scott EID. Another thing, and it, again, it seems like a really simple thing, but remember to have ordered tags and make sure that you've got enough tags in stock. 
Again, when it comes to tagging for sheep, make sure that the yellow electronic EID tag is always in the left ear. Uh, you need to make sure that you have the correct paperwork moving with your, your animals to the mart. You might need a food declaration form, a movement form, uh, crucially for cattle in terms of paperwork, it's their passports. So it's a good idea to, you know, to look out and sort out the passports before the sale, um, just to make sure that the right sex, for example, is on the passport because calves can unfortunately be registered with the wrong sex. Mistakes do happen. Again, think about thinking about health status um, and depending on the type of sale. If you're taking, a, say, a pedigree tup to sale and it's an NV accredited sale, you'll need your, your NV accredited certificate. For anyone new, again, if you're selling at the Mart, what are the selling fees? What do the Mart charge? So there's a number of fees that could be involved um, with selling. The main one's commission. So that's the fee that's charged by the mart for selling your stock. And it typically ranges between 2 to 4.5%. But again, it differs for each mart. So it's something just to, be, um, just to be aware of. There might be some insurance fees, some levies, VAT deductions. And there might also be some layerage costs if stocks arrived from the islands um, a few days before the, before the sale. And Sarah, a final question. What about selling out with the mart? You see on Facebook and on the internet, there are online sales sites. What are the advantages or disadvantages of selling that way rather than through the mart? So there's always been online sales, but these sort of online sale platforms for selling stock, they've gained and sort of increased in popularity over the last couple of years, which was really down to the coronavirus pandemic and, and lockdown. Um, so during that time, although stock was still traded, um, a lot of sales took place online. There is advantages to online sales, so you can potentially reach uh, reach out to more more buyers. You don't have the, the costs associated with traveling to and from the mark, which for some may be an advantage. But I would say as well, you do sort of need to be careful and take care with these online sales platforms because um, you tend to be buying from a picture or a video. It's always best to see this, you know, to see the actual stock themselves rather than, you know, buying from, from a picture or a video because that, that might not represent what you're potentially going to buy. You know, just to be aware that there is a lot of fraud and, and scam sellers out there. Uh, and with the Mart system, you know, you're, you're covered f for all that eventualities. But for, you know, for crofters that are looking maybe to sell uh, rare breed livestock that maybe wouldn't have a place at the weekly store, cattle and sheep sales, then, you know, selling online and, and advertising through these platforms might be a good way of, of going about it. Where can crofters get more information? So if you are looking for more information on, say, what market trends and what's happening with the cattle and sheep markets, uh, the Farm Advisory Service produce a monthly newsletter called Agribusiness News, and that gives a more in-depth analysis to, to what's going on month by month for cattle and, and sheep sales. There's also a number of fact sheets and some other material on the FAS website associated with buying and selling at the mart. Great to talk to you again, Sarah. So just to finish up, what are your three top tips? Top tips would be get to know your market, get to know what buyers are there on a weekly basis so you get the right stock to the right sale. Keep up with market trends, um, have a look and see what's happening. 
And lastly, it would be batching. So try and batch stock correctly. Thank you very much. Thank you. Morning, John Willie. How are you doing? All right, thanks. Good. Were you selling calves this morning? No, no, it was tubs today in Portree, and they had a cull cow collection as well. When you're selling lambs, you're selling them for the Razi Sheepstock Club? Yeah, North Razi, which is the, the biggest lot we've got. You know, we had, thankfully, we had more lambs to sell this year. And how do you decide when to sell your lambs and which sale to go for? Well, we've always gone to the main, what's classed as the main blackface sale, is advertised as a blackface lamb sale in Dingwall. Many years ago, we would sell, when lorries were smaller, we'd, you know, 300 lambs would go away to the first sale. You might go to Dingwall with some, you might go to Fort William to the next sale. When you're selling your lambs, how do you batch them up? Well, with weather lambs, you know, it's it's usually on size and condition, particularly on size. You know, if you get, you know, you, you always like to look to see that your lambs are look well together, you know, about the same size. And I suppose it's difficult, you know, a lot, you see some, lots of lambs that go in, you know, with blackies, just, they're not all black-faced. And uh, selling treviates, I always found treviates were easier because they're all the same colour. We tried to batch them as particular top lots as you know, big, big lots as possible. It can be maybe a bit tiresome for an auctioneer to have to go through when it should be 100 lambs in the ring, there's three lots or five lots or 20 or something that they're all about the same size. And yeah, we've always done that. It's it's just, and particularly when they're store lambs, the condition isn't, isn't maybe such a, a critical thing anyway, because these lambs are going off to to get finished over a few months. So when they're, when they're going from, from hill ground that we've got onto onto grassland, then they've got every opportunity to, to grow on and do well. And do you find, is it the same buyers that are buying your lambs each year, or do you find it differs? It can differ. You know, you've got some, if you've got small lambs, if you've got rigs, if you might get the same buyers buying them. You know, they might specialise in that type of lamb, but it'll vary from year to year. It just depends on demand and not so much with lambs, but with ewes, you know, we, we, we sold them privately a number of years ago. You know, on feedback, then you can find out how they do. The shepherd that was looking after them, I, I persuaded him to buy another 40, three years later. And he said, I'm just putting I'm putting the last of your original ones off just now, a 10-year-old. They did well for them. You know, they did really well. And generally they will because they, as a rule, they haven't seen grass before until they until they leave Razi, you know. And when you're selling your calves, where do you normally sell your calves? Uh, normally in the market in Portree in September, mid-September, the sale there. And that's always been a good sale. I mean, you know, there was a long time ago when prices were poor for one reason or another. You know, it's you're during foot and mouth and things like that. Generally, that is a very good sale. It's probably as good a sale as anywhere in the country. A lot of buyers come in maybe... Central Scotland, Aberdeenshire particularly, come in and buy calves there. And, you know, the calves I sold this year, they were just spring-born calves and they were just under £3 a kilo, you know, live weight, which is a good price for a calf, you know. You'll get some that do more, some are up to £4 a kilo, you know, lighter calves. And then you've got your older ones, again, they don't do so much a kilo. But I think a lot of people are buying 
just buying the calf. And if it's a younger one, they can pay a bit more for it because, you know, it'll it'll grow on, it'll catch up with the rest once they go to a good place. But, I mean, there's, there's good quality calves coming out of the sky. A lot of people with very good quality calves. And it's it shows that people come back and buy them year after year. And having the cattle improvement scheme helps as well because it gives people access to bulls that they might not be able to afford otherwise. That's right, yeah. Have you ever tried selling online through one of the online auction marts? It's a struggle to get me online here today. Never mind trying to <laughs> sell lambs. <laughs> no, no, we've never, never tried that, you know. But it, I, I know that there are, there are options. But I mean, most of the options are so far away from us, you know. For the lorries that we have, you know, you, you'd obviously maybe need to get somebody else in with you to justify filling a lorry because the lorry we had over taking our lambs away. I mean, we had other small lots in with it locally. That lorry will take 650 lambs if you want to justify going further down the country, you know, as in a private sale or something, then you'd, you'd want to kind of, you'd want to have more than that in it, more than what we've got. So what's next for you, John Willie? Are you, when do your tops go out? Uh, we don't send put the tops out till late November, you know, towards the end of the month. But the next jaunt is, uh, is top sale in Fort William on the 4th of November. That's our next uh, next trip away, you know. Good luck with your top purchases, and thanks very much for coming in to speak to us. Well, nice to see you again after so many years. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for joining us for Crofting Matters. There's more information in the show notes below. If you enjoyed this, please like, subscribe, and share. You might also enjoy our other podcasts, such as Stock Talk, with timely advice and expertise. Join us next month for the next edition of Crofting Matters. The Farm Advisory Service Podcast. Audio advice on livestock, crops and soils, environment, rural business and more. Brought to you in association with the Scottish Government.